Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiny East Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 2, where we talk about some movies and read some fiction. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can always contact me at Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I got some... You know, some good news. We uh, moved out to Oregon, as I'm sure a lot of you uh, know. So we're here in the nice Pacific Northwest with a great, nice, giant trees everywhere. And, uh, you know, the, the summers out here are great. So I'm, I'm having a good summer, uh, you know, looking for work. I got a, got a day job, you know, that I got to support my family with. Uh, you know, I have a couple interviews coming up, so that'll be interesting. And then I also uh, decided to finally start a uh, Patreon account for my creative endeavors. So uh, Patreon is kind of this website where, you know, it, it, it works like the, you know, it used to work for artists. So, you know, back back in the day, like, like we're talking like Mozart days, uh, you know, artists used to survive by getting some rich person to to fund their art, you know, so, so, you know, they got someone to, to support them, you know, there, there's some artists that never got any supporters, like, uh, Van Gogh is probably a, a pretty famous artist that, uh, in the day, no one really cared for him, and he died poor, and, you know, got well respected, of course, after, afterwards, or, or Van Gogh, if you're, if you're in England, uh, I know it's a, a different way of pronouncing it here in the States, uh, I don't know which one is the one that would be considered the most accurate. I don't know how Van Gogh would say it, you know? I don't know if he'd say Van Gogh or Van Gogh if he were introducing himself. But uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I did this uh, Patreon account because, you know, I I am looking to kind of broaden my horizons. And, uh, you know, especially with writing books, the, the whole act of writing is, is, is kind of expensive, you know? Like I... I have to pay for professional editors and pay for cover artists and all of that costs me money. And, and I, you know, there are folks out there that said they're willing to support me and, and that's really cool of them. So I, you know, decided that, you know what, I'll give a little back and, you know, make special editions of all my books. If, if, uh, someone wants to support me through Patreon and those special editions, of course, will only be on, uh, the Patreon release. So, uh, Currently, the the Robin Hood of Couches. I'm going to go ahead and uh, release that through Patreon, and uh, you know, if you sign up before July 25th, 
then uh, you can go ahead and get that special edition. Uh, and you can get that by going to patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. So that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, F-R-A-L-E. Aaron Frail, I'll go ahead and leave a link in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, you know, any support you have. And, you know, if you're if you're not so much into my book, but you like this podcast and you want to support me doing this podcast, the, the Patreon money will also support me doing this podcast as well because it does take me time. And, you know, there are things that I would love to do and and whatnot and and if I had more you know let's just say if I had enough money on Patreon I I wouldn't need a day job and I could spend you know all my time doing podcasts and uh if you're if you're wondering what that meowing in the background it's my cat unfortunately you're probably going to hear a lot of her in upcoming uh podcasts because I can't really, you know, in my my situation that I am now, uh, I'm I'm at my in-laws' house in in Oregon, and you know we're you know finding jobs, and we're gonna get a place of our own, but we gotta find work and all that kind of stuff first. So really, like I don't have any good place to record that won't involve a cat. Uh, <laughs> like part of uh, what made my situation in Minnesota nice is. You know, I had this garage that I could go out to and get away from the cat entirely so I could record in a quiet room. Uh, but uh, no more garage to do that. Uh, or there is a garage, but, you know, my my father-in-law is always working out in that garage and whatnot, so it's pretty noisy out there. So, you know, I guess he'll, he'll get, a, get a little cat to be my co-host for a while, so he'll have some input from my cat who... Uh, of course, the only time she wants to meow at me is when I'm recording. Like, seriously, this cat doesn't meow that much. It's just when I'm sitting here, uh, you know, with the headphones on and and everything and, and a mic, she, she that's when she really wants to meow. And, and you know, I only have, you know, <laughs> a limited time to record this, so... Uh, so you'll get some meowing. But anyways, uh, yeah, Patreon. So, you know, if you donate on Patreon, that just supports me artistically. So whether it be books or if you like Spiral, the band that I'm in, or if you if you like this podcast and you just want to support me as an artist, you could head over to Patreon. And the uh, benefits of doing so is that, you know, you'll get special editions of my books or you'll get advanced copies if you don't quite want to pay the amount for the uh the book itself uh all the you know prices are set so you know not only can i produce the special edition but i can make the regular editions and of course pay for all that editing and cover art and all that kind of stuff and you know what every little bit counts so every 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 donation is, is kind of helpful so yeah uh patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. If you want to head on over there and help me out, that'd be super, super great. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, as, as for today's show, I want to go ahead and talk about Stranger Things 3. Ooh, yeah, Stranger Things 3. All right, that's a good one. That's something that if you, of course, haven't seen uh, Stranger Things 1 or 2, then I suggest you go on Netflix, watch those, watch Stranger Things 3, and then come back and listen to the show, because there's going to be spoilers. Uh, you also might want to catch on, uh, catch up on some old episodes of mine where I talk about Stranger Things. So, uh, you know, I, I 
don't believe I was doing this podcast when Stranger Things 1 came out, so I think there's only one episode where I talk about Stranger Things 1 and 2 kind of in succession. So this one is just going to be about Stranger Things 3, so I'm not going to reiterate anything that I said for Stranger Things 1 and 2. If you want to hear that, uh, go back to the archives and listen. But as far as uh, Stranger Things 3 is concerned, uh, it's good. It's just as good as the first two seasons of it. So it's interesting. I read somewhere that the Duffer brothers, the ones that uh, are responsible for, you know, doing all the writing and, uh, you know, the direction of the show. I don't think they direct every episode, but they just are the ones that are sort of the, the leaders as far as the show is concerned. And they're, they're, they, I think from what I've read that they're going to do only one more season. So they're planning only four seasons. And I actually kind of really like that, you know, in a show. I, I think, uh, shows have a danger of going on too long, you know, uh, especially if they're really good popular shows, uh, you know, that, that people don't know when to call it quits. And, supernatural uh (laughs) i i love supernatural it's a great show but i think there was a point in that show where i just stopped watching because i was just like they've done everything (laughs) you know like like maybe the seasons i missed were were great and, and wonderful seasons but but man they just kept going it's like man when is the show gonna end you know like i i think i don't know i i like shows that that do really well in their contained little thing and they give you a complete story and they don't just drag it on too long like like another series I think I talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer like that that was really good and it's like first five seasons which felt like a complete story to me but then it went on for a sixth and seventh season and and while the sixth season had some of the best episodes in the show and had some really good stuff going on in season six i'm really glad that that season six happened i it didn't you know it it overall just started kind of degenerating and and eventually you get to season seven and it just the show falls apart in season seven and 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 you you could feel that it kind of fell apart there too but also the creator of the show i think like kind of moved his focus elsewhere around that season too i think that's that's another reason but you know stranger things doesn't have that it has this like really it's nice it's fresh it's good and and they're gonna end it when it should end when the story ends and and not try and just keep inventing new ways to get more money out of that same universe so you know i think the nice thing about stranger things is that it keeps the content fresh yeah so because it has a sort of complete story to it i I feel like every season they're able to kind of like expand on the uh the mythos like expand on this universe of of stranger things and you learn more but there's also more mystery to it you know it like in in the beginning it's it's very much a mystery what's going on you know that there's this you know kid that's lost in this weird dimension and all this kind of stuff but you know by by the end of it you you know what's going on and then then by season two you know even more what's going on there's this thing called the mind flare which you know is is something that exists in this other universe that's like trying to break through to ours very cthulhu you know, uh, 
cult-like in the sense that there's this being that's that's kind of benevolent that you know lives in this other universe that is a uh... say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Trying to, you know, break through to ours. And, and you know, in Stranger Things 3, basically, there is a piece of it that is possessing one of the characters in the second season. And they close the portal. And so they cut off that piece from the brain, basically. And then you find out that... uh in season three that there's these uh russians that uh built a secret base in in the in the town that reopened uh the portal and so therefore the piece that was cut off uh got reconnected to the brain and then it starts building a creature to basically uh get l who she is kind of the you know, she's psychic and, and is the one that closed the portal and and she's the biggest threat to this thing. And so uh, it creates this, like, creature to go take her out, basically. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a gruesome way that it, it does it. It, like, melts little... It starts melting little rats into these little piles of flesh and then it grows, gets into humans and starts melting humans into little piles of flesh and... And and then eventually all these little piles of flesh kind of build to this jerk, you know, really giant creature. Like there's a a scene in where it's like in a mall, uh, you know, attacking them, and it's like <laughs> two stories tall, you know, thrashing the mall around, uh, you know, going through and attacking them. But it's this like creature made of little fleshy bits, uh, you know. So you know, and and it also can possess people and control them. So you know they there's an element in the beginning where they don't know who they can trust and that people start getting possessed. But then as it kind of runs through people, it melts them as it doesn't need them to make this creature. And then eventually by the end, there's a big standoff where they all have to work together the, to defeat the creature. Like they find these fireworks that they make into like bombs, uh, you know, sticks of dynamite is sort of what they equate it to if they tie a bunch of them together. And then, uh, you know they also uh they also have the the girl with her psychic powers and then you know in the meantime the adult characters are in the russian base trying to turn off the machine that's reopening the portal and cut off this creature from its brain and and you know it's a, like a big epic ending where just everyone gets together and everyone plays their part and you know this is set in the 80s and it it's interesting that that's such a trope of the 80s uh <laughs> of everyone gets together to defeat the, the, the big thing at the end. And, and, uh, you know, I actually really like that trope. Like that appears in my uh, books a lot where everyone gets together to, you know, everyone has to play their part in order to defeat whatever it is. Uh, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of like that, you know, banding together of, of everyone. And uh, there's also some, some brilliant moments in, in the series where like, you know, one of the characters, he goes off to science camp and, 
talks about this girl that everyone is pretty sure that doesn't uh, doesn't exist and in the end uh you know they need something from her because you know like there's this little lock box that has a code on it and and uh plank's constant is the uh the key to the code and she's like super nerdy as well and and of course she's the one that would know what plank's constant is and and but in order to get her to like tell him Plank's content he needs to sing the never-ending sorry theme song with her so there's this kind of brilliant moment where they're singing the never-ending theme song of course while like the monsters chasing them and Russians are after them and, and just like everything's going like you know to hell in a handbasket and then and, and uh here they are singing the never-ending story and uh yeah it's kind of you know there's kind of some some funny moments in that uh there's also, you know, an interesting, I had no idea, but apparently uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke had a kid. I knew they were married. I, just, I didn't know that they had a kid. I mean, I'm not, you know, I've, I'm, I'm supposed that people that, uh, you know, if you read if you read People magazine regularly or you keep up on, like, celebrity news, which I really don't keep up on celebrity news, I kind of read these things about after they happen, you know, like, I w what I was trying to figure out is... Uh, if Ethan Hawke was in the series, because I thought he was in the series, but then I figured out that it's not Ethan Hawke that's in the series, it's his, it's his daughter, that Uma Thurman's and, and Ethan Hawke's daughter is in Stranger Things 3. She, she actually plays probably one of my favorite characters. Like, that's the other thing I appreciate about the series, is that they bring on new characters, but they're really good new characters. So she's, like, like part of the 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 plot is uh at the mall where the russian base is under uh one of the characters from the original you know first two seasons he is wearing this ridiculous sailor outfit working at an ice cream stand and uh his co-worker is ethan hawk's daughter uh, maya hawk and uh you know she keeps calling him dingus and keeps making fun of him and stuff and and uh they have this whole you know you know a uh, good camaraderie going on and it's it, it's so funny she's just such a good character like like the way that they present her and they present that you know like friendship between them is really i don't know i i think it's good and i also think it's funny that they're wearing those ridiculous sailor costumes the entire time like they're they're like the the you know, the people knew what they were doing when they were going to make this kind of funny moments with them. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it has humor, it has horror, it has, you know, tension, it has mystery, it has, it has everything you need. So, you know, Stranger Things 3, I, I highly recommend it. I think you should go ahead and check it out. You probably already have. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's good summer viewing and it's also interesting that they've changed the release time uh to summer i i kind of i you know once again don't keep up on celebrity news like i didn't even realize it was out until i was just like hearing uh a winona rider on some show talk about it uh and i and it wasn't even me watching the show it was like my mother-in-law watching the show and i i was like oh stranger things three is out oh, it's only July 4th, and of course we watched it as as much as you can binge watch when you have a two-year-old, you know, binge watching with a two-year-old is like, oh, we get to watch two episodes after he falls asleep at night, and then it's time for us to go to sleep, <laughs> so, you know, 
binge watching as a parent of a small child as more like you watch a few episodes and then you nap and then a week later you're done uh you know so if you're ever wondering why i'm not always up to date you know didn't didn't podcast the day after stranger things released it's because don't really have the time to to do that uh but it, it, anyway so yeah uh check it out check out stranger things 3 uh it's 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 cool and uh you know uh if you if you enjoy this podcast if you enjoy the the uh this this show in general uh then you know consider uh some support on uh patreon so patreon.com forward slash aaron frail uh and also you know i know you've been waiting for that exciting conclusion of christmas elf and 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 actually i had every intention of the uh christmas elf actually coming out uh like literally it was going to be it was scheduled to be the next episode so that one that kind of left you on a cliffhanger that episode the very next one was supposed to be the conclusion of christmas elf i was literally going to like give you that ending right away but there was something wrong with the file and aaron tried to work on it and i tried to work on it and we just never got that file working so it works on my phone just fine where i record but it doesn't work on uh anything else so uh, <laughs> you know i think i'm gonna just have to re-record that so you know i think i'm gonna go ahead and do that next and so the next episode after this the exciting conclusion of christmas elf and and actually since that was going to be about 30 40 minutes i'm going to actually probably have to split that exciting conclusion into the next two episodes uh, because it was a lot to go through for one episode. But either way, the end of Christmas Elf is coming, and then I think I'm going to go ahead and do Orion next. I know people have been waiting on that one, uh, so no no, the Robin Hood of Couches. And that's that's a more straight-up sci-fi. It's kind of a the Robin Hood of Couches. That's a straight-up sci-fi murder mystery, basically. It's a... It's... it's the best way to describe it is uh, some Robin Hood starts giving out couches for free uh, in in this new sci-fi world. And, uh, and it's kind of my, you know, it's a book that I've been wanting to write for some time because I wanted to put in as many predictions for the near future as I possibly could. So I wanted to write a book that that was set in the future but close enough in the future that I could just predict what it's going to look like in the next, like, 50, 60, 100 years. I kind of am ambiguous about exactly when it takes place, because, like, all predictions, you don't want to put a date on it, because, <laughs> you know, like, I remember watching movies in the 80s, you know, and there's movies in the 80s that's like, 2019, the year that it's hell on earth, and there's gangs fighting each other in the streets and there's no law and order any you know it's like yeah there's you know like i i uh i i've seen movies from the 80s that has predicted like now or even earlier than now and of course they don't turn out right and so i kind of want to be a little ambiguous so if i don't turn out right on the exact date but i try to like with this book i really try to kind of predict the future as much so the robin hood of couches is like my prediction of what the future is going to be like and i tried to do it in a time frame where i can look back and maybe see how right or how wrong i was you know like i kind of wanted i was kind of thinking like back to the future to uh 
where, you know, on 2015 is when Back to the Future 2 took place. And, of course, there was all these blogs that were kind of saying what they got right and what they got wrong about 2015. And it was interesting that they actually got a lot of things right. Like, even though there were some things that just weren't the same future as they envisioned it, uh, there were a lot of things that were actually right about their future. And I just kind of think that's cool. And I kind of want to do a book like that. So that was my my reason for writing that book was just to see what the future is like and put my own predictions down on paper, but also do it in a fun fiction way. And then, you know, I could go in another 50 years and look back and say, yeah, that came true. Nope, that didn't come true. Oh, yep, that's that's right. That's how it is. Nope, that's not right. You know, <laughs> so, uh, yep, that's it. So, uh, cool. Well, yeah, tune in uh, next week for uh, the uh, exciting part one of the conclusion of Christmas Elf.